0: This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with your hosts, food writer and critic from Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen. And I'm Tariq Moody. On this week's edition of This Bites, we have an exclusive interview with the folks over at The Scores Coffee, which they earlier this week announced... They will be opening up a, a unique cafe experience here at Radio Milwaukee. And we got some exclusive news that most people didn't get in the other part of the press release, including uh, details about a Japanese listening lounge experience as well. But also talking about uh, this Milwaukee-based tofu maker uh, really popular here. It's uh, looking for a, a new owner. And we also got this great uh, culinary Uh, events for a cause we're going to talk about before we get into our exclusive interview with the founders of Discourse Coffee. We're going to kick it off with some news with Turning Tables, Ann. The restaurant uh, recently celebrated, about a year old, took over the tavern at Turner Hall with a unique concept where it was not only a place to eat, but it was like an incubator for other chefs and uh, businesses as well. They announced they have a new team coming and a new menu, And have you been to Turning Tables Tavern?
1: I have had it on my list to go and I have not been there. And then they kind of changed things, right? They, mm-hmm. I guess, weren't operating for a while. And of course, that's when I thought about going and I couldn't go. And all right, now I got to go.
0: They're having a new menu, new new team, a new menu, which they will uh, introduce to the public on uh, Doors Open Milwaukee on September 23rd. We call their grand reopening celebration. It will take place from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Turning Tables Tavern, uh, located inside Turner Hall Barroom in the Deer District. Unfortunately, we don't have any details on the menu, but they will expect some changes from their Fish Fry Fridays, Family Style Saturdays, and Soul Food Sundays. There will be some changes to that as well. The menu will also receive a boost from uh, upcoming graduates of their uh, IKEP program, the Incubator Kitchen Entrepreneur Program, led by Jervil Williams, who does the Mr. Barbecue. Uh, It's a 10-week program, which recently welcomed their second cohort. So this affects some menu items from the the, uh, aspiring entrepreneurs from that program. Grand opening attendees will also experience uh, potential chef specials. And they have opportunity to do like feedback on the dishes as well and like what they like to see on the future menu. Going forward on uh, September 23rd, turntables will be open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Again, the grand opening will begin at 5 p.m. with a cocktail tasting and a new menu reveal. Table reservations begin at 6 p.m. and they're available book online. We'll uh, provide links to all of that over our website at Radio Milwaukee. And uh, just to give you a little schedule, turntables will be open September 15th through 18 and 21 and 22nd from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Coming up on This Bites, we'll continue our conversation about a, uh, I guess you'd call it iconic tofu business in Milwaukee. And uh, we got some news about that. That's coming up on This Bites.
1: I'm 889's Dory
0: Zori. And I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard.
1: And we are the hosts of
0: Cinebud. Yeah, we are. And on CineBuds, we talk about movies. Flicks. Moving pictures, they are referred to as also. Talkies. Talkies is good, yeah. <laughs> and you can listen to us every week. On Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Or you can listen to the entire podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast.
2: CineBuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, Eye Care and Eyewear.
0: We're back on This Bites Milwaukee's Longest Culinary Podcast with Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. So, in a way, we have our exclusive interview with Ryan and Sean from Discourse Coffee about the upcoming new cafe here at our Radio Milwaukee space. It's been a long time since we had anything here since the pandemic. Looking forward to that. So, stick around for that interview. Got some really sneak peeks and really cool things about this space that's coming in January. But right now, and over at Milwaukee Magazine's website, you mentioned about a tofu maker that's been around for what forty years. You said forty years, forty years, but they're looking for a, a new owner. So tell me about this tofu yeah. maker and its history, and uh, talking about the details of what their what their what their future plans are.
1: Yeah, there might be a lot of people that don't even know that there is a tofu manufacturer here in Milwaukee, and. They, um, this is the Simple Soy Man. They've been around for 40 years, as I mentioned, back in 1983. They, um, over the course of time, they have um, built their company up to like 10 employees. They make 20 different food products, and those are um, everything from um, uh, this wonderful herb tofu. Uh, to um, to uh, saucy Joe, which is a meatless version of sloppy Joe's. so that's made with tofu. Um, they also have other products like tempeh. And if you've ever been to beans and barley, they make these sesame, these crispy sesame rounds. It's a snack, uh, kind of a snack food. and they do the sesame round. It, it's kind of a sweet, treat, but it's a crunchy treat too. And it's dipped in chocolate. It's really good. So mm. anyway, RJ and Barb, who own the company, I had heard through um, a restaurant owner that they are looking to sell their business. Um, they're actually really at the point where they are thinking about retiring. And they told me that their kids don't want to take over the business. And what they're really looking for is somebody who um, who is interested in carrying forward that tradition that they've established of natural, that natural vegetarian lifestyle. So they're really looking for a very specific person um, to kind of carry the torch. Mm. And this, I mean, you know, I don't know how much tofu you eat, Tariq. I don't eat a ton of tofu, but this is the best tofu I've ever had. It's, really? it's just, yeah, it's really flavorful. The texture is just, especially the firm tofu, it just has a really great texture to it. It it just is, a, it's a great product. And it's very, they've made this extremely consistent product too. And I've had it at places like Cloud Red, which is a bar in Shorewood. They feature it on their Tofu Poor Boy, and they also have it in their spring rolls. I've had it in the charred corn, ramen that's served at Easy Tiger. Dynamite also um, uses their their tofu. And if you want to just buy the tofu to have at home and prepare it, you can get it at Outpost, Whole Foods, Beans mm. and Barley, places like that. And it's just, I would love to see someone take over this business. I don't want to see it, you know, not continue because I think it's just an incredible um, resource for the, for the vegetarian community Also, I think people that are omnivores like me and you, it's something that I think we can enjoy as well. I mean, it isn't just, you know, reserved for people who are vegetarians, you know, I think everybody can appreciate it. And they're a small maker too, which means that everything is made by hand. So, you know, they, you Mm. know, they haven't outgrown any, you know, they haven't tried to be this huge company. They're a Mm -hmm. small family owned company and it's, Mm. I think they put out a great product.
0: Yeah, I, I'm willing to try it. Like, a rather, there's a dish. Is it dandan noodles? No, there's a dish that's uh Chinese dish. It's like pork and tofu. I forgot the name oh, of the dish. Oh, yeah, like
1: that is uh,
0: um, mapo tofu. Mapo tofu, yes. Maybe I'll try it and make some mapo tofu, because I do like mapo tofu.
1: Isn't mapo tofu, though, isn't the tofu in that typically like a really creamy, soft yeah. mm-hmm food? I'm not sure that they make that. Um, make they make soft tofu? They just make yeah, I think they have, like a, they have a firm tofu. They have an herb tofu. The herb tofu is firm as well.
0: Okay.
1: Um, You can check it out, though, and see if they have like they a, have soft a soft version. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But I think you need that silken. Silken,
0: tofu. yes, for that dish. Yes, definitely. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Uh, You can check out that story and more over at Milwaukee Magazine website. Again, we post links over at RadioMilwaukee.org. Also, there's an event coming up. Uh, it's been around for uh, at least four years. It's the fifth year of this event, uh, uh, event called the Milwaukee chef collaboration dinner. It returns this November 12th, this time in the Potawatomi hotel casino. There'll be nine Milwaukee chefs that will co- collaborate for a cause. And this year's dinner is going to feature lineup includes Ben Jones, a Pottawami casino, Imani Graham, a mentionable eats Ramsey Alvarez, Adam Siegel of Loopy and Iris, Joe Munch of Black Shoe Hospitality, Kyle Null of Birch, Adam Palak of Egg and Flour, and Katie and Kurt Fogle of Dairyland and Midway Bakery taking part in this uh, benefit dinner. Each chef will design and pair one course for the meal. We're married couple, Kate and Kurt Fogle, working as a team. Pairings will provide courtesy of uh, cocktail expert Triple Duval, uh, whose credits include Lost Whale and Holy Mackerel. I don't, I don't know about Holy Mackerel. You've heard of Holy Mackerel?
1: Yeah. Isn't is um, isn't that their new, that's their new space in baby. Oh, okay.
2: But It's oh. kind
1: of a, um, sorry, I, that's probably more than we need to even talk about, Tariq, but I think it's a family entertainment center.
0: Oh. Cool. That is my impression. Yeah. Holy Mackerel. Didn't know that. And it benefits charities, including PFF WCF Summer Burn Camp, Sojourner Family Peace Center, COA Youth Family Center, March of Dimes, Human Animal Welfare Society, the Time Tomorrow Foundation, Autism Society of Southeast Wisconsin, and the American Cancer Society. Again, it's taking place November 12th. We'll post links to that. I'm pretty sure it's going to sell out pretty fast before that date. And right now, we're about to get an exclusive interview with Sean and Ryan of This Course Coffee talking about the upcoming Cafe. Coming to our space here in Radio Milwaukee this January, got a lot of deets and got exclusive details as well. What they have planned for this space, and I'm really excited about, it, including a cocktail named after me, the architect. Beginning that, you
1: know, that's really the best part about the whole interview, Tariq. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean,
0: it's the best part. Yeah, you know. yeah. So you
1: know that you've made it, Tariq, when you have a cocktail that's inspired by you.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's get into that interview right here on This Bites. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with your host, Ann Kirsten of Milwaukee Magazine, and myself, Tariq Moody, a.k.a. the architect from Radio Milwaukee. We have a special guest on this week's edition of This Bites, and it's the folks from Discourse Coffee. We have Ryan and Sean with us. Uh, they have a special thing they like to talk about that's kinda kinda connected to Radio Milwaukee. So why don't we begin with you or Ryan or Sean to talk about what's the what's the what's the special deets what's happening?
2: Spilling the tea to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right out the bat. We're gonna spill the tea. I love it. Uh, so discourse. Uh we've been in the city for about two years now, moving from uh George County, Wisconsin. And uh, coming January uh, 2024, uh, we are going to be opening our new and beautiful uh, cafe at Radio Milwaukee. So yeah, a space that's kind of set vacant for the last few years and a space that I know we are incredibly excited uh and i think the the milwaukee fam is incredibly excited to have like life breathed back into it uh so very 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 excited um we're gonna be putting an all-day cafe there and i'm sure we can talk more about this uh throughout the next conversation but it'll be very inspired by the euro style all-day cafe we'll have spritzes and coffee and tea and the crazy experimentalism that you know us for uh, served alongside this more traditional all-day cafe European experience where you can enjoy patisserie and food and spritzes and good colloquial convivial times uh, with the people you love. So very, very excited to be bringing this to Radio Mafia, And there's many facets to this program that we can dive into, but that's, that's the Cliff Notes.
1: I don't know. That is extremely exciting, Ryan. I I can't tell you how exciting this is.
0: <laughs> it's um, it's
2: well, we're so excited too, man. Uh, it's like something that's just got us boiling out of our chairs, you know. Which is every day, it's a new layer that kind of unfolds itself like an onion of beauty, and uh, yeah. it's uh, it's getting it's more exciting by the day.
1: So, when did you say you're hoping to to open?
2: The goal right now is the third week of January.
1: Okay. And, um, you know, many people have come to know you when you were at uh, Crossroads Collective. Now the cafe that you have on the MSOE campus, also at Milwaukee Art Museum. I mean, you are everywhere. You've been doing that pop-up outside Crossroads as well. Yes. Um, So so people getting getting to know you um are you and you you mentioned this a little bit about like you're known for these experimental drinks but there's also kind of a more traditional component how are you going to balance that
2: well sean is really the great balancer the great (laughs) great equalizer Uh, you know usually and and before we moved to the city you know it was just kind of me doing wild things in the woods Um, and you know all overhead up there was so low that um, you know we could really kind of just fool around have fun people got paid and that was about it you know we weren't really making any money as a business but we all had jobs Um, and we all had jobs that we loved Um, you know so coming down to the city and being in a much higher rent environment where we do have these operating costs that we have to meet. And we do have a team of people who are providing PTO and benefits for and and all of this, right? It it is really about, okay, well, how do we balance this kind of wild experimentalism that that I love and that people come to love the Discourse brand for with these kind of traditional cafe staples and, and these hallmarks um, that make not only a consistent cafe experience, um, but make a consistent business uh, that can actually be sustainable in the long term. Um And Sean, you know he came on as our director of operations, my partner. Um, when we moved to the city, essentially, when we opened our first location at crossroads last February, Um, And his insight and his thinking is absolutely instrumental um, in creating these spaces that can really function as hybrid spaces that that can embrace a little bit of the wacky out there extreme experimentalism that I love and live for um, with the kind of fast paced. Uh, cafe environment that most people in Milwaukee have become accustomed to uh, over the last 20 years. And I, I'll open the floor, too, for Sean to speak more on that. But yes, I you. know a lot of what Sean does on the day-to-day is, like, tame my ass down into something that we can actually <laughs> do in a cafe I, I, environment.
3: I, I try not to take the win out of Ryan's sales too much, but I've, I've been immersed in, <laughs> like, a a very uh traditional style like coffee um world for the past like 10 years and you know we had a mutual friend that put us in connection um and he was like hey dude this there's this guy from door county that's moving to milwaukee and he's like doing really crazy and wacky stuff with coffee and i was like at the time no i thought like pour overs were the wackiest thing i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but after meeting this guy I was like oh my god this is crazy like Ryan honestly opened the door like a whole a door to a whole new house honestly like in the in the world and realm of coffee and tea but uh it's, it's really inspired me and I think you know and so it's been a challenge but uh, it's it's been a fun challenge to say the least uh to kind of kind of like figure out like where these experimental drinks and all these methodologies fit into delivering the best experience we can to the whole entire city at whole.
2: Absolutely. And and something that I've seen, I think it's kind of fun and, and weird. And I don't know if other people who you, other partners who you've talked to over the years, you know, have expressed some of the things, but like, I think when we first started, it was like, I was all the way to the left on this crazy experimental binge and Sean was like all the way to the right I'm like I know volume I know consistency yeah. I know how to do this kind of classic thing uh, and now I'd say we're like both like much more in the middle like we've had this influence on each other where you know now I'm thinking a little bit more about okay how does this actually play into the business and Sean is making equipment purchases of like weird equipment that you know like <laughs> yeah. carbonating shakers and uh, you know so we've kind of gotten into this hybrid place now where both Both of us have really been able, I think, to to really help expand the other one's thought process about, you know, how do we make drinks, but also how do we make drinks sustainably in an environment that provides great livelihoods to our team uh, and great experiences for our communities.
1: Who are you partnering with in terms of, you mentioned food, you mentioned pastries. Do you have partners for that?
2: So we do have an internal uh, patisserie chef uh frankie hartman uh who is our current pastry chef at our downtown cafe uh will be running the pastry program and is just stupidly exceptionally beyond her years talented frankie has a way of understanding flavor and a way of combining that with technique that is captivating. Uh, The the flavors are incredible. The textures are incredible. um, And she's thinking about things from a very holistic perspective. Um, And it's just extremely exciting. And and for us, we think it is a really great mirror of what we try to do with our drinks. You know, when we're approaching drinks, whether they're cocktails or coffee drinks, uh, we're thinking about three core things. We're thinking about storytelling. What is the intention of this drink? We're thinking about sustainability. Is this drink sustainable? Does it create more waste than it repurposes? And we're thinking about seasonality. Does it fit right now, where we are, when we are? Um, and and Frankie is really using all of those same ideologies in their pastry and you can taste it and you can feel it. And we're so excited to give them a proper program to really take the helm of. And, and this will look very much like a French patisserie. So we're looking at uh chudeau, and we're looking at eclairs and we're looking at Paris breasts and we're looking at croissants and, and really kind of a holistic family of these Euro style classic uh, grab and go pastries. Uh, for the food currently, we're handling that internally. Um, but still looking at our options in terms of how far out we want to go with the food program uh, at this cafe and and across the organization.
1: Interesting. So, okay. So being part of, you know, the studio of Radio Milwaukee, that whole family of, of great music, how are you, how is, how is discourse going to fit into that?
2: That is such a good question. Um, it's it's one of the things I'm probably most excited about. I think that we're most excited about is this kind of collaboration that's being built in to the spatial relationship between us and Radio Milwaukee. Um, I went to college in rural Iowa, and I was in college radio for four years um, and fell absolutely head over heels in love with radio. And every time I would drive back into the city, I would pop on the radio dial and as soon as 88.9 gave me clarity in its signal, I knew I was in the city limits and we were home, baby. Uh, and so Radio Milwaukee has been such a dear part of my heart for a very long time and, and what it does for the community and how it uplifts Milwaukee music. It's incredibly special. It's incredibly special. And so for us to be able to even play a small part in that is beyond exciting for us. You know, some of the early stage collaborations that we've been talking about have been how do we create radio programming that speaks to what's going on in the cafe and vice versa How do we create drinks that tell the stories of Radio Milwaukee people as well as the Milwaukee music scene as a whole and how do we create experiences that celebrate the culture of listening to and experiencing music in a much deeper way than you may be used to um and and so all of these areas are areas that we're going to explore um in in light of this beautiful potential for collaboration and and I think that's something that all of us are ultimately excited about yeah, music has always been a core part of our brand. Our first space, we only played music on turntables. Um, it's always been a part of who we are, and so to be so linked in with an organization that celebrates Milwaukee music to the core is unbelievably exciting for for our whole team.
1: Mm-hmm. What does that mean for? Um, I, I mean, y- your your team must be growing sort of yeah. exponentially, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean. Yeah.
2: I mean, when you look at, yep, yep, uh, you look at last year, you know, we started 2022, and it was Olivia and I, in February, we added Sean, and by the end of the year, we had 14 people in three locations, you know, it was an insane uh sprouting year for us and and this year sean and i (laughs) kind of looked at each other and our managers and we're like yeah let's take a breathing (laughs) let's let's figure out how we actually do this before we keep growing Um, and and over the course of the last eight months i think we've really done that i think we've really parsed down um how do we run a good organization how do we run a tight team how do we make sure that our talent density is super stacked so that everybody on our team is really 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 capable and really passionate and really present um, and, and that's been so, so important for us. When we open radio, you know, our Radio Milwaukee, our space will double. And so our team will likely double, you know, and that's that's something that's been kind of crazy and something that I thank God every day that I have Sean for. Because if I was doubling the team by myself, I'd be like, oh, Lord, save me. Um, but with, <laughs> with Sean and with the management team that we have on board here, and Jenna, who is will be our general manager at Radio Milwaukee and is currently our general manager at Downtown, included as as such a core and incredible leader you know the fact that we have these people in place makes it a little less daunting to me at least I don't know how you feel Sean but, but for me it's like oh okay we got this we can we can do it we got the people
3: we'll adapt we'll adapt that's uh, that's the one thing that we have always pivoting
1: yeah how do you guys feel about kind of being vanguards in a way in terms of just like mm, you know you're really doing things that nobody else is doing you know, in Milwaukee, is that ever like daunting or is it, you know, uh, what does that feel like?
2: Crazy, Uh, it's crazy. You know, it's definitely daunting, um, but it's also like what I live for. I think Sean would probably prefer if I didn't live for this as much. (laughs) Uh, Some of our accountants probably, Uh, but, you know, for me, I, I think we love exploring the unexplored. I think that's really fundamentally what discourse has always been about is exploring the unexplored. And, you know, when we made the decision to transition our location at Crossroads from a discourse into the counter in February, we opened one of the state's first non-alcoholic cocktail bars in Milwaukee, uh, which is, you know, the city that beer built uh, in a food hall. Yeah. So, I mean, there was there was like nothing about this that says easy or normal or traditional. um, And. That challenge, I think, is part of what keeps Sean and I going. You know, it's like we have these visions that we want to share with the people of Milwaukee. And we have these ideas of what coffee service can be, what cocktail service can be, what a cocktail bar can look like over the next year, two years, five years, 10 years. And, and for us, it is so much more exciting and so much more passion inducing to be chasing the unchaste. Uh, you know, to be pursuing these wild visions that might take one, two, three, five, seven years to really reach fruition. You know, when we started putting weird things in cups back in a county in 2017, we had a lot of people who classic coffee culture, you know, would come in and say, what are you doing to my coffee? Like you're bastardizing this beautiful <laughs> natural Ethiopian with syrups and bitters and and powders and dude, what, what, you know? And, and it really was, hey, this is just how we see it, you know? And and never have we ever said, this is the way, right? It's, this is our way. Yeah. And, and I think opening up the ability for people to pursue their own way has been a huge part of what discourse has always been about and always stood for. And, and it's a huge part of the reason why we put out the book in April is, hey, here's a playbook, guys. You know, like here, this is how we did it. But but you can do it your own way and you can figure out what works for you and how you want to express yourself and how you want to tell your story. Because the world does not need another coffee shop that just sells good coffee. We have those. We have so many of those. Like The world needs you. The world needs your vision. The world needs your story. The world needs your ideas. And and if discourse and our concepts can serve as, just like you said, Anne, and thank you, thank you, as vanguards for the possibility of doing something that has not yet been done in a city that we know is so rife with potential and love and strength, then we are creating a better city for everybody just by opening the doors of of what can be achieved.
1: You know, that's why I... I mean, that's one of the reasons I really like the name discourse, because I feel like you're starting conversations, you're starting conversations that people, many people have not already had about coffee, you know, about um, cocktails. Um, It's just, it's just another dialogue. It's another discourse and not saying that these other coffee houses or cafes are great at what they do. They just do something differently.
2: Um, 100%.
1: Tariq, what do you think? I'm I'm really curious from the standpoint. Um, I mean, you're you're going to be so close to this.
0: Yeah, I, I would like to get more into the details of what people can expect from this special location here at Radio Milwaukee. You mentioned a little bit of it, but you know, we got a chance to get a presentation from you, Ryan and Sean, about the other details, which are very, very interesting and very. I'm really excited to see how that becomes. Uh, reality
2: yes so let me just pull up the pitch deck here real quick uh <laughs> a little 30 page pitch deck presentation right on the podcast. Uh, it's uh it's going to be a really beautiful program you know so we're going to be splitting things very much in between the experimentalism that we do you know and these drinks are going to be really inspired by radio milwaukee team milwaukee music scene this kind of very beautiful classic french patisserie uh, and then more traditional options, you know? So we have our rotating manual brew bar that's curated by our director of coffee, or our head of coffee quality, Rich Stouter. Um, and he is just finding the coolest coffees in the world right now um, that we can share with y'all. And it, it makes us so, so happy to be able to share these things with you. And those coffees will rotate every two months. So we're always keeping things fresh. We're always keeping things new. We're always keeping things active. Um, and at night, we have a whole other experience kind of planned for people, uh, which is a, kind of a, a different take.
1: Interesting. About what- can you expand on that? Can you tell us about that,
2: Sean? You want to chime in, and you want me to talk about it?
3: Yeah, I can. Uh, I can kind of chime in, and give you the general gist, but I'm sure Ryan will have uh, some other things to say about it as well. But uh, at night, we're actually planning on selective days, uh, mainly in the weekend, to open up a Japanese-inspired listening lounge, and that's going to kind of allow us to highlight the, you know. The, the music of uh, Radio Milwaukee and kind of the um, the creativity of drink making. I love that Absolutely. idea.
2: Wow. We're super excited. You know, this has been something that's been a trend that's really been sweeping the nation, um, starting on the coast and now proliferating inwards. Um, and we just saw a couple of weeks ago that, you know, the first news drop of the Vanguard team doing a listening lounge here in Milwaukee and so excited because let's build this culture. Uh, It's, it's so exciting for us. So probably Friday, Saturday nights, maybe more, we'll be opening up a listening lounge at Radio Milwaukee. Um, And so something I didn't know, Ann, and you probably know this, I know Tariq knows this, that Radio Milwaukee used to be a a jazz station. 88.9 used to be a jazz station. Um, And so there's all of this, jazz vinyl you know from 40 years of jazz vinyl that is currently sitting and only being used very seldomly and so we are really looking forward to activating that um and and we're thinking about all of these different ways of of how can we activate djs how can we turn the crowd the people who are there that evening into the dj how can we create these experiences that are being shaped by for and from the people who are actually enjoying it and then how do we provide this experience in a way that feels incredibly intimate and warm and comfortable and something you just want to sink into for an evening? Uh, we're looking at doing plated desserts, Japanese-inspired cocktails, having a bar uh, stocked full of different amaris and vermouths, which are things that I'm very, very much in love with uh, as sippers. As and of course, looking at uh. Dumb amount of vintage hi fi gear, uh, trying to find the right pieces that are really going to create a sonic environment that you want to just sit and listen. And that's really the big difference, you know, between a listening bar and a club is, you know, these clubs are more designed for loud music, dance, bass heavy, get in it. Um, And and listening rooms really came to fame uh, after World War II, when Japanese soldiers came back to Japan, they wanted to get in on the jazz that was really starting to proliferate uh, through modern culture, but many could not afford hi-fi stereo systems for their homes. And so bar owners started to purchase these hi-fi systems as a way of providing a space for returning soldiers and other Japanese citizens to listen to jazz the way it was meant to be listened to. Um, And so bringing back this focus to the music, to the sound, is is not only so in alignment with what we love, but so in alignment with with our new home at at Radio Milwaukee.
1: Are you, now this makes me think about just visually what this is going to look like, what the cafe is going to look like um can you can you say anything about that any any details you can share
2: we're keeping it pretty under wraps at the moment what we will say is that there's a lot that we love about the cafe as it stands right now Mm -hmm. um and you know the biggest thing for us at the moment is the creation and inclusion of a kitchen um that was something that the old stone creek space did not really have, and it's something that we are prioritizing for our rendition of how this space is going to look. So expect a kitchen to be added. And the other thing that I'll say for sure is expect that beautiful central bar to stay. Uh, the, The central bar is something that we are so excited about. It's so funny when Sean and I start talking to our managers about the drinks that we wanna bring onto the menu. And it's never a problem with creation. It's never a problem with ambition. It is always a problem with where do we put this stuff? And where, where do we serve it? You know, like uh, How do we fit all of this behind one counter? Uh, and, and so to have this central bar that has essentially three counters has completely opened up our world to being able to finally offer people everything that we care about, cocktails, beer, wine, right? And now we have the space to truly live out our program. So absolutely expect that Central bar stay. Absolutely expect a kitchen. Absolutely expect an aesthetic that feels very reflective of both the Viennese, Italian, Parisian, Euro-style, classic, bentwood, wicker cafe that's meeting a more plush, uh, involving, elaborate, modern cocktail lounge. So think velvets and woods and metals and, and glass. And right, we're, we're going for this kind of beauty and contrast. And it's something that is so exciting to, to Sean and I. And we can't wait to see what, how it looks. You know, right now, we're in, in conversations with the designer. My dear friend, Joe Dolan, who is an unbelievable talent. He's designed some really, really incredible spaces throughout the country, um, many in Chicago uh, that Sean and I actually not too long ago went down and saw on a little design inspiration trip. Um, and we're super excited to see the mock-ups and uh, we know it's going to be just a a really incredible space for y'all uh to come in and, and enjoy
3: yeah i think you know when we were talking with joe um and he's been a long time fan of discourse coffee ever since door county but we were talking and kind of towards the end of the conversation when we were talking you know all business aside he he said yeah this space is the one that makes the most sense like you know yeah i i think that um there's There's a lot to be expected of this space. Um, we want to still provide, you know that um high volume morning coffee feel, but it's the the Japanese inspired listening lounge, we're gonna try to find a very tasteful way to kind of completely transform that space at night to make you feel like, you know it's a completely different space.
1: This is fascinating. I cannot wait to see this. I cannot wait to see this. So is it going to be, are you calling it Discourse, you know, at 88.9 or what, what are you actually calling this project?
2: Discourse at Radio Milwaukee. At Radio Milwaukee. Um, and, yep, and, you know, we're, it's just, even just saying that and is like, I get like a little bit of shivers, you know, I, I remember like a decade ago, probably less than that, maybe six years, I was sitting at Stone Creek at Radio Milwaukee. And I just started working my first ever coffee job at Valentine. And I remember sitting in a stool at this central bar and thinking to myself, this is freaking beautiful. This is like my dream cafe. You know, so now to six years later, seven years later, the Building out this space with one of my best friends who's an incredible partner and a, a genius operator. Um, and the team that we've assembled and, and the family at Radio Milwaukee that is the coolest people we've <laughs> it's just the coolest people. You know, it it's really surreal. Um, and it's it feels like a, a massive, a massive blessing. Wow.
1: Well, I'm I'm trying to think what else? What are you gonna take over the world next? I mean, what is what is next for discourse?
3: <laughs>
2: That's three steps down the planet. We can't okay. skip ahead. Three steps. Yeah. The world of 2026. Okay. Yeah. okay. Wow. Uh, it's, you know, really what we're going to do is just continue to try to provide space for boosters and provide space for guests to experience coffee uh, in the way that we envision it. You know, I think a, a big difference with a lot of places and in Milwaukee has a tremendous coffee culture, right? We are so honored to be able to contribute to the culture that Milwaukee has had long before discourse ever reached us, right? Like we are are very honored to be a part of this, this scene. I think something that is unique maybe about the way that we approach growth, you know, is that we very much are looking to have spaces to fit the people who want to work within our vision. You know, I think we're probably in the very small subsect of businesses right now that have more people who want to work with us than we can provide jobs. And uh, a huge part of what Sean and I are trying to do on a a daily basis is create a space where baristas feel like if you want to be a professional barista, if you want this to be your career, dude, girl, it can, right? This can be your career. And, And something that Sean and I are really, really, really passionate about is how do we create an organizational culture that allows this to be people's career um, and and so as we create these spaces you know it really is about how many people want to work within this vision how can we furnish that opportunity for them and how can we do it in a, a way that is strategic and and that serves the company's goals that serves milwaukee as a community um, and that serves coffee nationally and internationally um, as an art form so where we go next is a, is a little bit undetermined. I think Sean and I right now are like, okay, we just got to nail this one to the wall and make sure that it, it, it absolutely slays. But I can guarantee you that it will be um, into a place that is set to serve more Milwaukee-based baristas and the community that we all serve.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, people people have said, you know, Milwaukee is not, I've heard this, okay, this sounds ridiculous, but people have said, oh, Milwaukee, it's, you know it's not such an avant-garde place, or it's not very. you know you you hear you still hear that, even though there's so many interesting things going on. And I feel like this is just what you guys are doing is just an example of how wrong people can be about yes. the city. you know um, <laughs> there's a lot of, of really amazing thinkers here. and um I really appreciate what you guys are doing.
0: Did you talk about the architect cocktail at all, for Anne?
2: Oh we haven't yet. But we can. Oh there's
1: there's a there's a cocktail that's named for Tariq, inspired by Tariq.
2: Oh absolutely. I uh I had the immense pleasure of doing a, a little sake tasting with Tariq. And if, if y'all haven't drank sake with Tariq, you should, uh, because it's a, it's a joy. And his knowledge base about sake is inspiring and exciting. But of course, the cocktail that we're working on for Tariq is a sake-based cocktail. And one of my personal favorite sakes, but also a sake that Tariq shared on this tasting, uh, which is a, a, a yuzu sake. And the one that we traditionally used is from joto And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, Tariq could speak probably far deeper about the intricacies of how this particular sake is put together. But this yuzu sake is juicy and and extremely fragrant. Um, and really delicate to that that yuzu note while still maintaining that backbone of a fine sake. And really combining that with a couple of my like favorite flavors. Um, yuzu and rhubarb is one of my absolute favorite combinations in the world. Um, and so the cocktail that we're making for Tariq is going to be uh, contemplative and thoughtful, but also really, really beautiful and zesty and lively and focus on this beverage that we know Tariq has infatuation with, if that's what you would call it. <laughs>
1: Are there a number of DJs at the station who will have their own cocktails?
2: Yeah, but we don't care. Or
1: coffee drinks. What?
0: Yeah, well, we don't care about them.
2: Yes, (laughs) is (laughs) the answer, And it's really, you know, for us, and, and I think everybody, when we talk about experimentalism, You know, and and this is something that I've learned over the last 10 years in the industry. I think everybody has their own perspective on how to approach experimentalism. And for us, it really is about storytelling, right? So if there isn't a reason, if there isn't a why, if there isn't a what's the point, who's the story about? Um, then it's not interesting. It's just a thought experiment for the sake of being a thought experiment. But if there's a story, if there's a why, uh, it becomes relatable. It becomes something that we want to understand. And so for our approach to making, it's all narrative-based. It's all story-based. And so a lot of the menu development that we've been brainstorming for radio is about, okay, how do we tell the stories of the people who make Radio Milwaukee, Radio Milwaukee? Uh, and Tariq is absolutely one of those people. You know, So we developed eight different conceptual prototypes of drinks that would be inspired by um, some of the favorite existing drinks of Radio Milwaukee staff. So if you go on Radio or you're going to see so many beautiful profiles of the people who make Radio Milwaukee what it is. And for many of them, one of the questions is, you know, what's your comfort food or drink? And so I I went through and I combed through those profiles and I used those responses to create drinks that I felt told the stories of the people who make Radio Milwaukee what it is. Um, And that's going to be a huge part of what you can expect from our programming at Radio Milwaukee is... How do we tell the stories of the people that make Radio Milwaukee special? And how do we tell the stories of the musicians that make Milwaukee a very special place to make music? You know, I think the music scene here gets kind of overshadowed by what's going on in in Chicago. And and that's cool. Like Chicago's got a great scene, but damn, we have a good scene too. And that's what I love about Radio Milwaukee is is how, how vocal They are about, hey, Milwaukee is an amazing place to be a music maker. We have an incredible scene here and you can be a part of it and we're supporting that and we're building it. And so part of what we want to do as Discourse at Radio Milwaukee is to contribute to that goal, but is to contribute to that effort and to help them build up the people that make this city what it is, whether that's internally to Radio Milwaukee or externally to the musicians who make the music that play on the air.
1: Wow. I'm not even sure if I have any more questions. I'm just like, I can't wait for this place to open. Tariq.
0: Neither can we. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. I guess the last thing is like, there might be opportunities to get a little sampling because we might be doing some Pop up some events leading up to the opening. Is that right? Okay.
1: Yeah. I wondered about
2: that. Yes, yes, yes. We have a couple of things on the books. Probably the first big one where people could come in, hang out with us at the space, get a sense of what's going on, get a sense of kind of some of the things that we're going to be doing. This will be very pop up, guys, uh, but very excited about it is the first week of October. So in kind of in coordination with the membership giving drive from Radio Milwaukee from October 2nd through the 6th. And then again, from the 9th to the 13th, we will be popped up in the Radio Milwaukee Cafe space serving our classic and craft drinks uh, so just recently this last week with the direction and leadership and initiative of sean and our management team we finally after years of effort uh, expanded our everyday craft menu to include several more of the favorites that have made us who we are over the years so if you've ever come in and enjoyed a motorhead with that pork fat and apple caramel chai and that granny smith apple powder or tried our channel orange which is our take on the vanilla latte with smoked and oaked vanilla candied orange powder orange olio black strap bitters but right? it's like the like this smoky, oaky dreamsicle. If you've ever come in and tried one of these beauties and wanted it to be available all the time, now it is. And, and those are the drinks that we're going to be sharing with people over our pop-ups from the 2nd through the 6th and from the ninth through the 13th. At the radio Milwaukee space. so just a little bit of a taste of what we do of who we are of drinking our coffee in this beautiful space and yeah just come by, say hi, hang out with us we're gonna be there seven to two each of those days linging coffee, saying hi, probably singing some songs and doing some belly laughs so come on by sing with us dance with us drink with us um, and let's just have a good old time that's that's really probably the first chance to check us out and then the second would be later in October. October 19th, I believe No, maybe it's yeah, the it's, it's the 19th. Yeah. October yeah, 19th, 19th yeah. we're going to be doing uh, a Latte which if you've never been, you need to come. And have you ever been to a Latte Autoram?
1: No, I have
2: not. Tariq, have you ever been? No. You guys both <laughs> got to oh, come. Boy. It's so
0: fun. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> Sean's uh, like, Alati you got to go. Uh, uh-huh. Dude, I'm yeah. Latte at to are the best. Um, it's it's literally just the entirety of Milwaukee's coffee culture uh, getting together to be a bunch of geeks over pouring lattes. Um, and the excitement in the room is palpable. In this case, the excitement on the roof will be palpable because we're doing this as, to my knowledge, Milwaukee's first rooftop Latte throw Throwdown. Let's go. Um <laughs> We're really, really, really excited to just get together with our community and to throw some lattes. And you know, I think a lot of times community members who maybe aren't baristas um, are a little intimidated or scared about coming to these events. And and you really shouldn't be because it it is truly just a celebration of coffee culture and and also of creativity and of service, right? So the whole idea of a latte at run is we have two baristas throwing down lattes against one another. They both do their best pour, and then you have a panel of three judges um, who basically ascertain who has better symmetry, whose poor was more difficult, who has better contrast, which poor looks more uh, represented in the cup. Um, And all of these things create a factor and then the three judges vote and the winning latte moves on. And almost always these are sponsored so there's beautiful prizes involved for the winners, there's lots of beer, there's lots of salsa, there's lots of non-alcoholic, and we just have a really grand old time celebrating this love of this communal passion um, together. And if you've never been, it really is. It's such an exciting and incredible way to experience Milwaukee coffee culture. So that's going to be going down on Thursday, October 19th. And preceded by a really awesome concert by Berry as part of State of Sound. So i um, so, so excited for this event. So excited to be uh, representing not only the community, but to be doing it in collaboration with the State of Sound concert. It's, it's just a, a, a dream.
1: So it's a latte throwdown.
2: Latte throwdown, baby. And, and there are so many free lattes to drink. So like, please come thirsty.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. I, I'm going to have to come and wear a mask or something like that. But
2: um... non-phobic. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be outdoors too. So, yeah, we have the great outdoors. to filter
3: Yeah. Out. Wow. Awesome. So is the mask supposed to keep your identity hidden? Yeah, because
1: because Sean, what I do is um, I review restaurants kind of incognito. So, oh, OK, so that's why I'm always like you know, yeah, trying to, you know, I have to have my camera off when I'm on Zoom. And
3: yeah, uh, I'm really careful when I I go out to restaurants,
1: I use I use a a different name. And I just have this whole like, you know, other like persona.
3: You are like Batman.
1: (laughs) That's what people often say, Sean. She's just like that.
2: Yeah, Um, I love it. I love it. (laughs) You should, you should level that up and, and just come in like a full costume.
1: Oh, I know. Yes.
2: Like come dressed as like a sumo wrestler. (laughs) That would be awesome.
1: (laughs) Tariq would love that. Well,
2: thank Thank you guys. Yeah.
3: Thank you. you, This has been awesome.
1: I love talking to you guys and I really appreciate you taking the time too.
0: Thank you. Thanks guys. Thank guys Thank you. you just heard our exclusive interview with Ryan and Sean at the Coffee about the forthcoming Radio Milwaukee Cafe coming in January. This podcast is edited and produced by Kim Shine with support from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's NPR, Apple, or right here at RadioMilwaukee.org. And as always, Ann, stay hungry. And keep the milord cold.